You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host, Billy Powell, and today it's Friday. We're back. But before I get into the episode, I would just like to say thank you so much for all of the support on the last episode with Elliot. As you enjoyed it so much, we'll no doubt be having him and a few more guests on the pod very soon. But getting into the episode, and today, as I'm sure you all know, Gareth Southgate has announced his 26-man squad for England's upcoming World Cup qualifiers against San Marino. Albania and Poland so I'll basically be going over the positions and just giving my opinions. In the hours leading up to the announcement there were a lot of rumours circulating suggesting that Patrick Bamford, Luke Ayling and Sam Johnston would be names amongst the full squad once it came out at 2pm and to say there were a few surprises is probably an understatement. As I said I'll run through them position by position and give my opinions on each one. So, of course, starting with goalkeepers, Dean Henderson and Nick Pope were joined by Sam Johnston, who came in to replace the injured Jordan Pickford. And I'm absolutely buzzing for him. He's had a great season so far and thoroughly deserves this England call-up, in my opinion. Without him, West Brom would for sure be home and host in the Championship next season. But because of Johnston, they still have that fighting hope of staying in the Premier League. I've said a lot of times I just can't see West Brom staying in the league, but the fact they even have some sort of glimmer of hope is just purely down to Sam Johnston. And I mean, the saves he's made, he's made the highest amount of saves in the league this season with 118 to his name. And as I've said, for me, he thoroughly deserves to be in here. Moving on to the defenders now, though, and I was really hoping that with the fantastic season that he's having so far, my boy Esri Konza would have made it into the squad. And especially with him being eligible to play for Portugal as well, I was really hoping that he would be given that England call-up 
and given that first England cap so he couldn't change his mind. But unfortunately, Mr. Water Drinker didn't see it like that and instead decided to call up Eric Dyer, Connor Cody, Tyrone Mings, John Stones and Harry Maguire over him. Eric Dyer has made it into the England squad again. Well and truly living off that penalty score to send us through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup on penalties against Colombia. There is just no other reason why he should be in here. The others I don't really have too much of a problem with. John Stones 100% deserves his call up again after a while, after a while out of the squad and somehow finding the form of his life again this season. Um, moving on to a big talking point though and it's the Fullback positions, bizarrely enough. Um, Luke Shaw, what a season he's having for Manchester United. He's been called back up, and understandably so. Ben Chilwell, Kyle Walker, Reese James, and another player living off that 2018 World Cup, Kieran Trippier. That's it. No more defenders, which obviously means no Trent Alexander-Arnold, no Wan-Bissaka, and no Matt Target, which I'm very disappointed about. I think he's had a great season and he could add a lot to this England team. But the one that has caused such a stir is the fact that Trent is not in the side. And honestly, I, d I don't mind that. I don't think that Trent's had a very good season at all. And the players picked ahead of him, apart from Trippier, should all have been picked ahead of him. So I don't really get the uproar over it, to be honest with you. Players should be picked on form which Southgate has done to a certain extent. The Trippier and Dyer selections just don't make sense to me because other than those positions, most players have been picked on form. And those two have, in my opinion, been picked because of that penalty against Colombia and that free kick against Croatia. That's just my opinion, though. The midfield was one that I was both looking forward to seeing and dreading, if I'm being honest with you. And I'm not even too sure why. I think I was mainly looking for Jack Grealish and whether he'd be called up despite his injury. Which he seems to be coming back from. And hopefully it'll be eligible to play against Spurs on Sunday. But I'm not getting ahead of myself just yet. The midfielders that were called up for England were 17-year-old Jude Bellingham. Southgate's lover boy Mason Mount. Calvin Phillips. Declan Rice. James Ward-Prowse. Phil Foden. And Jesse Lingard. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And I really hope that it is just because of injuries to Grealish, Madison, Barnes, etc. That see Jesse Lingard come in. Because although he's been good since joining West Ham, a little two-month stint of showing a bit of form again shouldn't warrant a place in the England squad. And in fact, for me, he should be nowhere near this team. Personally, I'd have liked to have seen someone like Smith Rowe given a shot. I really like him and I think he's had a great season so far and he's had a massive impact on Arsenal's season as well. I think other than that Jesse Lingard call-up, it was pretty much what I was expecting. Jude Bellingham may not be able to travel due to the coronavirus restrictions in Germany, so if he can't make it, I'm certainly intrigued as to see who else Southgate would call up. The final position is, of course, the forwards. And this was another where another area, sorry, where a lot of talk and hype was built up in the hours leading up to the announcement. Patrick Bamford's name was being thrown about left, right and centre, which 
it was making me nervous. Um, personally, I don't want a player who has missed the most big chances in the league as in one of England's strikers. I don't really rate Bamford that highly as much as other people do. And although he has had a great season for Leeds, a lot of that has been down to the amount of chances that Leeds create f- from their style of play and their constant attacking threat that they have. Stick him into a normal team, playing normal football, and I really don't think that Bamford would be that good. Look, this is just my opinion, and if you disagree, let me know why. Um, where you think I've gone so wrong, but if we all had the same opinions, the game of football would be very, very boring. Anyways, though, getting back to the players that were actually picked for the England side, Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling and Bukayo Saka are the main out-and-out wingers, if you like. Pretty obvious decisions. If you've listened to the pod before, you will know how much I love Bukayo Saka. He's just so good. And the fact that he's the same age as me, 19. And I actually think that he might be a few months younger than me as well. I was born in July and I think he was born in September or October. I'm not too sure. I could be completely wrong. I probably am. But getting back to my original point, though, he's such a massive talent who can play anywhere on the pitch, really. And as a, and as young as he is as well, you know, he's just so good. And if he can continue on this path that he's currently on, I genuinely believe that we could be talking about a future Ballon d'Or winner here. I just love the bloke. But um, moving on from my love affair with Saka and on to the out-and-out strikers. Um, I had this conversation with Elliot in the previous episode. We both said that Kane and Dominic Calvert-Lewin should both be in here, which of course they are. There's no need for me to back up why they're in here. It's just obvious. But the third striker was one that was obviously caused a lot of debate. Bamford was mentioned earlier. Danny Ings, who is of course currently injured. And one player that both me and Elliot would have loved to have been called up is Ollie Watkins, but we just couldn't see it happening. That was until 2pm on yesterday afternoon when it was confirmed that Ollie Watkins had been called up into the England squad for the first time. And I'm absolutely over the moon for him. Ever since he joined Villa, he's been at Villa. He's been a proper, true professional. He scored 10 goals so far in his debut season in the Premier League. And he has the work rate along with the pace and versatility to really go far in his career. And he should already be on 15 plus goals this season. But he's been so unlucky and I'm just so happy that he has been given the opportunity to show what he's got on the international stage. And I just hope that Gareth Southgate does use him. And I really hope that once he does manage to get his first game, that Watkins can get the gold that he deserves so much. Just before I end off the episode, I would just like to say that just because I've made this episode, it doesn't mean that I like Southgate or the way that he plays football. I really still hope that he leaves. But we all know that he won't until at least after the World Cup next year. But thank you for listening, though. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at LTFootballPod. Take it easy, enjoy the weekend and I will see you soon. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.